Hello and welcome to Landscape Photography World. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show discussing the world of landscape photography. This time I'll be talking to Matt Cameron of 006.pix about his landscape photography journey. Matt is from Sydney, but now lives in the Southern Highlands and looks to create unique compositions wherever he shoots, known for his shots of Sydney's icons, as well as surf and waterscapes, waterfalls and even outback scenes, his work is always worth looking at. Matt talks about how he got started with photography during his days in the Australian Army and tells us about some other great artists whom he admires. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day Matt, welcome to the podcast, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. And you? Yeah, getting there, getting there. It's a bit, um, bit quiet and not being out, able to get out and shoot, but, you know, that's that's the way of the world at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, luckily for me, I'm, um, I'm not actually in lockdown, so yeah. uh, I'm a little bit out of Sydney or far enough out of Sydney uh, in the Southern Islands that I don't uh, actually have to worry about lockdown unless I come up. So nice. um, yeah. I'm sort of free to travel south, but that's about it. Yeah, south or west maybe. <laughs> Mind yeah, you well, even it's a long way to go around to the west though. So Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta go a fair way around the around the houses. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's a fair drive. So Yeah, fair enough. Um so when when was the last time you were out shooting? Um uh, I went to uh Mogo Zoo last week, something a little bit different. Okay, yeah. Um, so just one of those days where I thought uh, good to get out, you know, um, even though I don't like rubbing it in people's faces, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. But, um, yeah, I just thought I needed to get out. So I took a, uh, a three-hour drive from here. Yep, okay. Um, and I went down to Mogo, mate, spent the day there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's different shooting animals. Um, yeah, a bit, so bit different. I enjoy it. Bit different to your normal well, landscapes, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's definitely a timing issue and and varying angles and whatnot and, and uh, faster shutter yeah. speeds, if nothing else. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, the whole thing with the zoo is you uh, you just got to wait for the animal. Yeah, that's know. right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's worse than waiting for a big swell. I think, <laughs> yeah. It's so we're stuff, trying to get that the angle you want. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So t- talking about what, what you normally shoot rather rather than animals, and uh, I don't mean shooting them, shooting them, I mean taking photos of them. <laughs> That's been um, a while. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you, you're, uh, you know, well known for your iconic, you know, uh, Sydney Harbour shots and, uh, you know, dreamy sunrises and sunsets, waterfalls but also a bit of outback stuff, just about everything landscape. So is there anything you don't do? <laughs> Mate, I just like to get around. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Um, I get, uh, obviously, with the with the harbour stuff, I lived in Cremorne for yep. six years, so it was pretty easy just to, uh, you know, sort of 
peek out the window and see what was going on and go, all right, it's going to be good. And I could be yeah. on the harbour within, you know, sort of three to four minutes, which was nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, everything else took a bit of extra planning, but, um, mate, anyone that knows me knows that uh, I'll drive six hours to get a photo and drive home the same day. It's um, <laughs> a bit crazy like that, but uh, I find driving quite soothing. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Put on the old Spotify playlist, mate, and uh, I'm good to go. Yeah, happy man. So tra- talking about driving, what drives you and, you know, what what do you look for in a location to get that unique perspective that you get? What drives me? Mate, uh, for me, I find uh, probably what drives me is just being outdoors. Yeah. Um, I find that to be the best part of, you know, been in the army for, or was in the army for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time outdoors, and I find that that's where I'm at home the most. Um, I don't like being cooped up, as it, as everyone's feeling at this stage. So I fully understand yeah. how people feel. But um, yeah, I just like to go out and see new places too. You know, so I, that's a big driving factor is to go somewhere new and uh, have the challenge of. Uh, shooting somewhere new and scouting new places and, and you know, you always try and come up with that unique composition. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's pretty hard to do these days with Instagram because a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of photographers on there and I find, uh, you know, especially around the harbour and stuff, you know, like just there's not too many compositions that um, haven't been, haven't done, been done. So if you yeah, find one, it's pretty, pretty rare. Yeah, you know, so, and once you do, um, everyone everyone else is piling onto it, aren't they? <laughs> that's it, and that's and that's a good thing, you know. That's the best form of flattery, isn't it? It's absolutely uh, someone copying you. So, <laughs> um, but look, my yeah, that's that's probably what drives me the most is just getting outdoors and seeing new places and uh, and going from there. Yeah. So, what what would you describe your style as? How would you describe it? Do you have one? Lazy. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, I don't know. I just go there and I, uh, I, I don't know that I have a style. I, I, like I'm definitely into long exposure, so that's yep. probably, um, you know, and I'm happy to sit there behind the camera for, you know, and and chalk in the uh, filters yep. and do a 10-minute, you know, uh, expo. So um, I don't know that I have a style because I I change so often. I go to different places, and um, yeah. and I think over time, like everybody, you see your skills change, and you see yes. the way you shoot change. Like from the way I shot, I was only looking through hard drives the other day in boredom, and uh, and I just look back at some of the photos and cringe, you know. So yeah, I think you definitely yeah. um, your style probably advances, and you probably get a little bit better at composition and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know that I could actually say that I had a style because I, I just go to so many varying places. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. Change it up. So what what are you what are you looking for when you're trying to get that comp? You know, whether it's a unique one or or, or one that you've uh, shot before. What it, what what are the elements you you're trying to pull together? Well, I mean, like everyone, mate, we're always looking for that perfect sky aren't we so oh yeah you know, you're looking for those uh, amazing sunrises or amazing sunsets flowing water never hurts you know uh but i look for you know i think it's important to have an interesting foreground yep um it's not always needed but i think it just 
draw someone into a picture. Yeah. You know, so you got that, you know, it could be just a rock, could be a couple of rocks, you know, it could be something underwater. Um, if you just got that interesting foreground, once it draws you into the picture and then just takes you in and, and then you start to see the other little things. So, yeah, probably interesting foregrounds are probably the, the one thing I sort of probably look for the most these days and it's probably the one thing that I've probably changed about my photography um, the most over the last few years is looking for that, you know, that little X factor in the, in the front of the photo. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But what, what about uh, you, your shooting sort of workflow? What are you, what are, what are you doing when you, when you set up? You know, it's, it's obviously not just plop the tripod down and bang away. <laughs> Sometimes like, it is. But yeah, sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes that works best, I mean, if if, the, if if you turn up late for a fantastic sun sunrise, you know, it's like just getting mate, in uh, and doesn't, can that doesn't happen, mate. I'm ex soldier. I'm ten minutes before ten minutes early, so <laughs> uh, I'd rather get there at uh, three in the morning uh, and be two hours early for sunrise than uh, than be five <laughs> minutes late. So fair enough. Um, yeah, mate. Again, I just uh, I'll probably pull up and I. If I've been there before, I've usually got a fair indication of where I want to go and where I want to set yep. up. Um, if I haven't, I actually like to go during the day. So um, yeah, so you know, go go on a scouting there. trip first. And yeah, that's right, mate. Bust it out. Just yep. Go away for the weekend and scout different places and sure. They pull out the old phone, drop a few pins, uh, you know, and look for where the sun and stuff is going to rise or set and and all that sort of stuff. And if you mm. can. Um, you know, if you can sort of get, even if you go early and then you sort of pull that late afternoon into Astro, into sunrise, if you can manage to stay awake, you know, or get a couple of hours keep in the car, yeah, um, you're good to go. So, yeah, probably just go on a scouting mission, if anything, if I can, um, have a look around. Uh, and that way I've just got a fair idea on where I want to pull up. There's nothing worse than trying to fumble around in the dark, especially yeah, no. there's other photographers around and, and you've got a headlamp on or something. Pissing everyone off. So. Yeah, yeah. Fla fla flashing uh, everyone else's. Um, yeah, that's right. And, you know, yeah. you know, it's like yourself when you're out there, mate. And someone's running around with a torch, and you just want to yeah. go over and strangle them. So. Yeah, I was yeah, shooting, so, shooting yeah. up at um, Hornby Light there uh, a few months ago, and yeah. uh, there were these rock fishermen down on the down on the shelf underneath the cliff there. All with yeah. headlamps on, and um, yeah, I, I, I managed to get a really nice one with uh, three of them where the headlamps came out like the the little starburst. Yeah, that didn't oh, look yeah, too nice. bad, but there, there was a bun bunch of shots that were just these horrible white squiggles all over yeah, the rocks. Squiggles. You know? Yeah, just, well, yeah. Um, got that not long ago at uh, Nora Head Lighthouse. Yep, yep. And I was shooting from the other side of Hargraves Beach at Soldiers Point there. Sort of across the beach and up to the lighthouse, and yeah, there's about six fishermen out there on the headland, and yeah. uh, it was just a wasted waste of time. Uh, they're <laughs> everywhere. You can't even Photoshop them out there; they're just all over the place. So. Yeah, no, that's but, that's no, it. Mate, that's photography, isn't it? That's the challenge. Well, that's yeah, yeah, that's the challenge. If you don't want to, I mean, you can make them a feature if you can if, if you can work it, but sometimes it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, um, what do you do? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So do you, you you mentioned uh, you're in in the army for a bit. Do you want to tell us a bit more about your time in the forces? Yeah, mate. Um, I joined in '95. Um, I was 
pretty lucky as far as the Army goes because uh, I don't know if anyone knows much about it, but um, Army recruiters tell lies. Oh, no, no kidding. Be anything you want to be, and it's um, you can be now, but uh, back then it was a case of um, you know they say, oh yeah, you can be that and you can be this, but uh, you literally can't. You, you yeah. get there and uh, you get told what to do. Said, oh, these are the positions. Yeah, well, these are positions we got, and you're going to fill one of them, and yeah. um, it's up to you how well you go and training as to you know whether you get a position you want or whether you get a position that we're going to put you in. So. Yeah. Isn't it usually uh, if you can cook, you get a gun put in your hand, and if you can't cook, you get put in the uh, mate, There's no one that can cook in the army, let me tell you that much. <laughs> mate, um, yeah, so I, I, I wanted to become a combat engineer, and I, I became a combat engineer, which was good. And then through that, I learned um, that, you know, there's varying branches of combat engineers, and you can be, uh, you know, you can blow up bombs and, and yep. whatnot. I chose to find them. So I became a dog handler. So I did that for quite a while. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I was lucky enough to do the counterterrorism and all that sort of stuff for Sydney Olympics and, uh, oh, and a few, other, few other sort of live gigs, which was, um, which was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, from there, I left dogs and I went into uh, multimedia um okay so the multimedia side of things uh is where i really first picked up a camera uh, right so you do a short phase on your multimedia course two-week course in black and white wet photography yep um, which i find has been a massive help to me i think you learn the camera and uh and the work is behind the camera a lot better by using film yeah developing yeah you get film. you get to understand the the workings of aperture yeah, and exposure yeah. and all that sort of thing and yeah it gave me a, a real healthy understanding of um yeah basically how the camera works in your aperture and your iso and you know you don't have that benefit of the digital camera you've got to get it right yeah, you got to get it right in, in wet roll of film. yeah in, in wet shooting <laughs> yeah you know, so you got to get it right in the camera and then yeah um, even the challenge of dodging and burning under the lights, you know, when you're exposing a, a yep. photo, was I found quite challenging, and and it was good fun, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. And, um, what what was it like the first time you saw a, an image of yours coming out on the paper? Yeah, it was good, mate. Um, we did a lot of different. I just I just find it amazing. Yeah, you look. I I, I did yeah, it a yeah, lot younger. Just I, this I, I was probably about fourteen, I think, the first time I did it, and it was just <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mate, it is quite um, it's quite amazing. Yeah, I loved it. And like I said, we 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 got a lot of different stuff. Um, they teach you because you're basically being taught uh, how to become um, a media photographer, a journo. Yeah, thing, you yep. know? so photo journalism. Uh, you have to do everything. Way. So you have to go and shoot animals. We have to go shoot people. We have to shoot sport. Uh, we yep. shot landscape. We crammed that all into two weeks, which is, you know, we were probably shooting uh, seven or eight rolls of film a day wow. when we are in the dark room at night trying to produce photos. And we did a little bit of video in there as well. So that's sort of where I gathered the interest. And then um, probably about six months later after I'd finished my course, I went back and I did the military photographer's course, which was six weeks long. So yep. a little bit more time and uh, a little bit more in-depth 
and uh, really sort of, and then I was lucky enough to go to a special operations unit with a big budget and we were just sort of kicking off and uh, they pretty much gave me uh, an open-ended budget and said, go, go buy a camera system. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they said, go buy two camera systems. So I double, had to double up. Yeah. And at the time, uh, I can't even remember what I bought. They were Nikons when I bought them. Yeah. That's sort of what the military was tending to use at the time. Yep. Uh, so I bought these Nikons and um, made them great cameras and I bought I probably bought stuff that we never even used, but I went everything from fisheye lens all the way up to, you know, telephoto. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, you know, two times converters, all with all with the uh, idea in mind that I could use these on weekends, I think. <laughs> so um, that, that sort of never really came about. I took a lot of uh, photos for the unit. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of got out of the military and, um, and I went overseas to Iraq to work for uh, several years. Okay. Made, made a, so you did you did that out outside of the military? Yeah, I went. Um, I sort of got stuck in a role uh, where I was never going to go overseas with the army anymore. Yep. Um, in the role that I was in, and uh, I thought, stuff that I'm not going to let everyone have all the fun. So I got out. <laughs> went over. Uh, I literally I went for three weeks the first time to fill in for a guy. Yeah. And I pretty much came home five years later. So Oh wow. It uh yeah, three that weeks. That must have been an incredible years. experience though. No, it was great. Um, yeah. it gave me the opportunity, A, to make a lot of money. B to buy a brand new camera system for myself. And yep. uh, I went Olympus at that stage. Right. Yep. And I was the first one to bring out the curved chip and the four thirds uh yeah, the micro four thirds sensors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, mate, I was into it, and um, yeah, I went right into Olympus, and uh, yeah, I had a massive camera kit, and you know, I was just taking banging out photos over that. And I think if you, anyone who's seen my stories in the last couple of weeks on, um, yeah, so, so you would have seen a lot shots, of those. Yeah. yeah, you would have seen a lot of those shots from. Yeah. You know, I managed to get in Baghdad, not always from the big camera. I used to carry a little Olympus rugged thing that. Um, yep. You know, because you're actually out, you know, working. I shouldn't have been carrying a big camera. I'm trying to work a dog, so. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, mate, that's, that's pretty much how I went from army to uh, photographer. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And so are you, are you doing it, uh, I mean, is it part-time? Is it a job? Is it what, what, what is your photography to you? Is it a, just a hobby? Yeah. Mate, it's my time. It's, your time, um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's my peace and quiet. It's my uh, get away from other humans. Yep. Um, you know, I quite often, you know, if I go somewhere and shoot and people are there and I know I'm happy to have a chat and I'm happy to meet new people, but quite often, mate, I'm, I'm just that other bloke at the other end of the beach by myself. Uh, just yeah, taking yeah. those. You know, I like, to, I like to go and do it for me. Uh, you know, and for me, it's it's. Uh, I don't do it to sell photos. Like if you sell them, that's fantastic. You know, like of course everyone wants to see their prints on someone else's wall. It's it's a yeah. it's a great achievement. Yep. But um, for me, man, you know, if you sell them, you sell them. But I just do it for me, and you know, I'll get the occasional one printed, and I'll put it on the wall, and that'll last so long, and then I'll be sick of that. 
and that'll get shafted to my mum's place. And you know, I just buy, you know, I'll print something new and put that up. And you know, uh, so as you get rid of old ones, they just go out to the family. So the family do well out of it. Um, nice. Uh, made a few puzzles. I got approached by my puzzle project last year to do some puzzles. Um, so I made a made a couple. Of, well, I made two hundred puzzles actually. Wow. Um, but it was just at the one shot of the Harbour Bridge, so there's plenty oh, of those if anyone wants a Harbour Bridge puzzle in lockdown. <laughs> but, um, yeah, mate, I just, uh, just like to do it for me. I, I just find it relaxing from where to go, from the drive there to, you know, scouting it, to taking the photo, to the post-processing. Right. It's all, um, I enjoy it all. Like I, love, I can sit behind a computer and muck around with a photo for hours. Sometimes it takes you, as you know, you can you can look at a photo and go, it doesn't really need a lot, and you do five minutes. Yep. And other photos, you can sit there for five hours, you know, and yeah. just play around. It, it, it's funny. It, yeah. I, I, I find both of those quite rewarding, you know. It, I, I really love it when you sort of nail it in camera and you go, yep, doesn't need anything. All i got to do is go bish-bosh, bit of contrast, and, and you're away, yeah. you know, a uh, bit of sharpening, you know. Yeah, that, if you get to do that, that you're doing your job well. You're, yeah. You know. But, yeah, I mean, I also I also quite like some of the ones that you do spend four, five, six hours. I, I mean, I've I, I got a big print on the wall at the moment of uh, Summersby Falls, um, yep. and it's just got all of these details in it. And it's, a, it's a massive 1.5 metre by 1 metre print, so... Um, yeah. I had to, had to do a lot of work to make sure that when I blew it up um, that it was actually going to look good with all the detail in it without being over sharp and all that sort of thing So there's, and make sure that yeah. the colours didn't get distorted with the contrast and all those sorts of things. So I, I just, I mean, I, I, I love spending the time on it to, to, to build mm-hmm. it, but, um, yeah, it, to be honest, I mean, the shot itself, for posting on Instagram or whatever, I, I think the original, I probably spent about, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes on it yeah, um, exactly. when, when I first did it. But when, when I decided, all right, no, I'm going to make a print out of it. This is what I'm going yeah. to do with it. That's, that's where the real work started for me. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, places like Summersby, depending on where you shoot, but if you're shooting from the bottom, there's so much depth in that picture. Yeah, you know that you need to you need to make sure that each you know you got a focus stack and yep and you know, to make sure that each part is is nice and sharp and then you know you know as sort of you get to the top of the fall it starts getting really dark so you give a little bit more time and yeah so there's yeah. a lot to think about when you when you do so it's definitely just not go take one photo. I never take one you know, photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. Um, if I had to pay for film, I'd be broke. Yeah, well, it's, it's the digital. You can probably uh, see the uh, the, clicker. the the old Minolta behind me. That that was my first SLR. Yeah, mate. Yeah, okay. I, I've still got it there, and uh, yeah, I almost went broke with that thing. Yeah, <laughs> just just in film, but uh, and, and developing yeah, costs, yeah. you know. Because uh, I, I could never, yeah, never afford the setup. You still got to get your phone. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I could never afford the setup to develop them myself. So, uh, yeah, the, the the cost of taking them down to the chemist or the news agent to get get them sent away for a week and you know get these little five by five eight. by eights back. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
and then it comes back and yeah, sorry, mate, you didn't roll it on properly, or yeah, yeah. you're all white or you're all black. Or, well, the fir- the first four images have got yeah. um, yeah, got got white streaks on them from where you haven't quite got the camera closed before you got the film across. Yeah, oh, mate, I've made every mistake there was when it comes to putting film in a camera, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, you know, there's no second chances when you're using film. That's the unfortunate thing. Oh, that's it. You, you, know, you, you ruin it. You ruin different. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, and that's what comes back to uh, earlier, you know, saying that um, it just gave me that better understanding. You know, I can literally rock up on site, have a camera setting in mind yeah. and start turning out decent photos, um, you know. It just comes with time and experience. Yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. You know, yeah. yeah. So where where whereabouts? Still shoot plenty of overexposed. So whereabouts do you like to shoot? Do you have a favourite spot? Mate, for a long time, as you as everyone would know, it was Cape Salander. Like, yeah, I yeah. Live there. I, um, that place is amazing. Uh, I actually went down there with my ex. She was the first one that sort of showed it to me, and um, mate, it's just. Uh, it's a great place to watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. There's a little fisherman hut there that you can jump under, you know, and yeah. try to dodge the tourists if you can get a decent photo out of there. Um, so I love Cape Salander. Uh, I love the outback. Uh, yeah. Don't get there as often as I want, but, um, you know, if I could, I'd live there. I think uh, I love the Flinders. The Flinders is amazing. Yep. Uluru, you know, everyone talks about Uluru and, you, you know, you see pictures of it, but I think it doesn't really hit you until you go there. And once yeah. you're there, you just go, wow, it is a very special place. And you can understand why the Indigenous people think that one are so protective over it because it's just uh, it's just this massive rock in, in the middle of nowhere, you know. It's, um, it lights up and it, it's... Uh, it's pretty magical, I found. You know, that's another one of those places, mate. I decided on Friday that uh, I wanted to go to Uluru and by Monday morning I would wrangled up three other blokes and a motor home and we were off. Nice. Uh, I didn't come back for a week. <laughs> we pretty much just drove there. It was me and Henry from HRM Photography and two mates yep. and a dog. We took a dog. The, Mate, it pretty much took us three days to drive. I think we got there uh, uh, just on sunset. We shot sunset. We yeah. shot sunrise. We drove out to um, Kings Canyon the next day. Yeah, yeah. We came back. We did sunset uh, for a little bit, and then we started driving home. So we wow. didn't waste any time. It was a six-day turnaround. <laughs> a lot of driving, but um, it was an adventure, mate. That's what it's about. You know? I can imagine. Uh, uh, same with Flinders. I just decided I was going to go to the Flinders and I drove to the Flinders in a day. Yeah. I think parked up at um, what's the uh, the lake there with all the dead trees, Lake, uh, lake Bonnie. Lake Bonnie, yeah. So yep. I parked up there the first night and Lake Bonnie Riverland there and got some, I was lucky enough to get a really good sunset and yeah, nice. Took some great pics of the dead trees and stuff, and I did sunrise, and then the next day, mate, I was, uh, I was at the house at Burra, taking photos of the old midnight oil house, and got some great shots there with the with the drone, and a few days later, I was back with the big camera, and uh, in between, yeah, I did everything else around uh, the Flinders, Parachuna, Razorback. Yeah, uh, fantastic. 
Visual Steel was everywhere. Uh, what a place. Hot. And uh, it's not the place to go if you don't like flies. No, no. Well, it, I mean, most of, most of the outback is not the place to go if you don't like Yeah, flies. mate. Oh, they, just drive, they just drive you crazy. You know, yeah. in the middle of the and they don't give up, the little buggers, do they? No. <laughs> if you get anywhere near sheep, mate, they just go tenfold. So. Uh, yeah. So, mate, it's a, it was great. I loved it. So, we so with all... Um, go on, go on, Sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, so any sort of, well, I guess I don't have a, a favourite. So I love shooting water, but I love shooting the outback. Yeah, um, yeah. And now I've sort of got a newfound love for sort of that in between the other, I'm in the highlands, I can just duck down the road and, you know, I can go from sort of little country setting to, you know, orange and red leaves and yeah, highland yeah. cattle and, you know, there's everything you want down here, waterfalls. Bel- Belmore Falls, Carrington Falls, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm 30 minutes from, from Belmore and probably about 35 from Carrington, yeah. duck across into Kangaroo Valley. Uh, and then before yeah. you know it, you know, you've crossed the valley and you're in Kiama, so. That's it. Uh, there's some great landscape around there and, um, I mean, I've, I've been, uh, well, before lockdown I was... Uh, on a bit of a mission to explore around uh, basically all of the waterfalls down from um, the the Illawarra uh, as far down as I could uh, find waterfalls on on Google Maps. You know, so yeah, you know, uh, yes. I, I did from Mac onwards. Yeah, did Cascade Falls one weekend, and then a couple of weekends later went and did Rainbow and uh, two or three of the other falls yep. up on. Uh, the Macquarie Pass rivulet, and yep. uh, yeah, nice. I then then uh, lined up to go to Minamara, but um, then COVID hit, so I'm uh, I'm, yeah. I'm halfway not, through. Not, not, like not, not even halfway but, uh, through. <laughs> you kind of you kind of limited at Minamara because you can just go out onto that. Um, yeah, the platform. Onto yeah. that viewing platform, you know, and there's heaps of people there, and yeah. it's a bastard for walk up that hill too. I, yeah, that's that's true. I, I tend to try and go when it's raining, though, so the people are yeah, a little bit less. Yeah, no one else goes. Yeah. <laughs> and although um, when, when I did Rainbow, it was uh, it was pretty wet, pretty slippery going up there. Um, I don't know if you've done Rainbow before, but, uh, you know. It, no, I haven't. Um, the, the first part of the track, about 4Ks, is uh, it's a road, you know, it's it's pretty good. You just can't drive there because they oh, got is that, um, Macquarie Pass National yeah, Park. Yeah, is that Clover yeah. Hill Track? Yeah, Clover Hill Track. Yeah. yeah, okay. I've done. Yeah, I've done Clover Hill Track. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but uh, that last bit where you start getting into the bush and going up and down yeah, when it's raining yeah, and it's, it's slippery, slippery it's, it? yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But then you know you go climbing over the top of a. Uh, a couple of boulders, and you see that big balanced boulder on the top there in the middle of the yeah, waterfall. That's amazing, isn't it? That around it. Yeah. Look at it. Let's look at it and wonder how it got there. Yeah, I, 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 I poked my head over the over the sort of boulders there to to take a look, see if there was a shot there, and it was just like, oh wow, you know. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> Couldn't uh, get the tripod set up fast enough. Yeah, I think um, until you get someone to stand under it. You, you don't really like in a yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's about 10 metres across, I reckon. The, yeah. the, the, yeah, the bowl, it's huge. You know, uh, how, how it got stuck there, I don't know. 
I'm glad it's there, though. It's, so no, mate, you don't want to be the person that's under it when it does. No, go when, it, when it decides to let go. No, definitely not. Definitely. Speak, speaking of that, you've you've had a lot of adventures, obviously. Any any misadventures that um, you know you, you've had when you're out and out and about? Too many, mate. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say misadventures. I mean, just plenty of long drives to get there, and you know, yeah. plain blue skies or. Um, no, just disappointing conditions, I guess, and you feel like you've just driven for six hours for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And you try and make something out of it, but um, still pretty tough, you know. No one likes a plain blue sky. Well, everyone but a photographer likes a plain blue sky, I should say. Yeah, the, ter- the tourist um, guys like yeah, it. Yeah, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't say I've had any misadventures. I'm pretty lucky in that uh, I do do my homework before I go. Yeah. Now, as far as weather goes and stuff, there's always going to be times where, you know, clear skies lies quite often. Yep. But, um, mate, it's just one of those things you've got to deal with, you know. So, yeah, definitely. No, no misadventures. I'm, I'm pretty lucky, mate. I um, I just crack on anyway. I mean, what do you do? That's just the way it goes. Yeah, fair enough. So you you, you talked a bit about your, your uh, shooting kit. What are you, what are you shooting now? I'm on a Canon 5DS. Okay. So it's pretty cool, 50 megapixels. So you've got a fair bit of cropping factor. Yep. Which is good. Yep. Um, you can blow them up nice and big too if you need to. Yeah. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Um, yeah. We've also, uh, to go along with that, I did have a 6D Mark II. Yep. Um, I palmed that off to uh, Vanessa. From, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was looking for a. Um, for a frame camera. Yeah. I was just looking to get the one, to be honest. It just sat in my bag, mate. I'm not one of those people who pulls out two cameras and you don't really need it for landscape, I don't think. No, I, I, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I've got, got a GoPro that sits in my bag that, you know, I use for, for time-lapse and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, on top of that, so I've got the um, 24 to 105 lens. Yep. Then I've got a 17 to 40 mil, um, which is probably what I use the most these days. Um, and then I've got a Tamron 150 to 600. Yep. Uh, I love it. Things magical. Uh, you can see people changing their minds when you head out to 600 mil, mate. It's great. Um, yeah. Super sharp. No, no issues with the lens, and it's. It's really half the price of everything else in its range, mate, and it's uh, yeah, right. Not not had an issue with it. It's uh, it's a fantastic lens, and I like to actually shoot a bit of uh, landscape with it at a distance. It, you get some quite good effects. Um, that's yeah, you get really you get that nice compression factor when you particularly yeah, with six hundred mil, you get a lot of compression there. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's um, yeah, that and just some Nissi filters, mate. Um, I'm pretty good at smashing Nissi filters. Anyone that yeah. knows me knows I've, uh, I've proved them wrong with their, uh, their unbreakable. unbreakable filter. <laughs> smashed plenty of those. That's the first thing I smashed. <laughs> um, yeah, just a six-stop and a ten-stop. Yep. Um, actually, I'm down to a six-stop. I smashed the ten-stop. And then uh, I've got a soft three-grad and a medium four. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then just the uh, just the CLP. Yeah. Um, 
mate, that's probably it, and a Pluto trigger. Okay, cool. So use the Pluto trigger a little bit these days um, for uh, star trails and things like that. Yep. Um, you know, it's just handy to keep your hands off, you know, hands off the camera, as you know. Yeah, yeah. You can just, uh, I'm, I'm using the, I'm, I'm using the, uh, the Canon connected app to. Canon app, yeah, and I use that with the 6D. That was great. Yeah, it's, 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 it's actually the reason why I bought the 6D Mark II was because the, the the wireless capability and the the ability to not touch the thing, no vibration. Yeah. Play 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 with the shot on the you know, and I I just love the fact that you can change all the settings and away you go and bang you can yeah. you you, you yeah, can do pretty much no, everything you, you want. You definitely can't do that with the 5DS. No, no, yeah. So I'm not getting 50. Yeah, with the 5DS, I have to get a um. Yeah, beautiful. With the 5DS, I have to get the uh, the wireless sort of SD card that you put yeah, in. Yeah, the little dongle thing, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain. I just don't bother, mate. I just, um, obviously, I just shoot with the Pluto trigger. I think they're great. Um, yeah. I bought the entire kit for the water droplets and stuff, and I've not yep. used any of that yet. But that's, that's there's a COVID uh Experiment. Project right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few people pulling them out lately. So yeah, so, so, same here. I've seen, seen uh, obviously people getting sick of not going out, so they're uh, they're doing it in the kitchen. Yeah, well, there's that, mate, and you know, and just um, going back through, I think you can definitely go back through old photos and and re-edit, oh, uh, that, especially that, from that's the start. What I've been doing. You, yeah, you know, your style from you know. I, Go back 800 photos on Instagram and look at the first photos. I was turning out and just think, Jesus, yeah. never would have done it like that. <laughs> so, exactly. It's good to go back and edit and just see how you, know, you see how far you've come. I think it's um, absolutely it's yeah, good. and and that that's what I've been doing with, with a lot of mine is uh, you know just taking them out and you know having another look and just. Yeah, you know, as you say, in some cases, you know, just going straight back to the raw rather than picking up the the uh, the yeah. Yeah, version really start from scratch. Yeah, and just and just give it another go over and see. I mean, see, see, you know, if if you liked what you had, try and replicate it or better it. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, and, and for me, I, I've I've really enjoyed the process of just going back because normally I don't have time. I'm normally you know creating more and more images, so I'm just you know work, working on the, the the latest two or three yeah, sets that I shot stuff. rather yeah, than sure. yeah. I um I went and created a whole bunch of presets for myself. Yep. So um you know I find I can get a good base off the start of sort of what I'm after. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it be you know, whether you look for something soft or, you know, cool blues or whatever, you can yep. sort of just sort of hit your preset button, get that little bit of a start, and then just sort of work on it from there and yeah. add highlights or whatever you want to do or, you know, darken, sharpen yeah. as you go around the image. But um, so, so when, when, when you're shooting, are you shooting brackets or are you shooting just trying to get it all in one one shot? Um, or it depends. It depends on the day. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the day. I think if, if it's somewhere like like we were saying before, like Summersby, where you've got that much depth in the photo. Yeah, where you've got the high lost. dynamic range. Yeah, you might have a bit yeah. of sunlight over here, which is harsh, and then yeah. deep shadow over there. Yeah, you, you know, and, 
you know yourself the flow of water there you know on yeah. one side it can be flat chat but next yep. to nothing on the left side yep. so, yep. you know you're either going to get bright white and, and white yourself out just to get a few drops on this side so yeah you definitely have to bracket somewhere like that and you definitely have to focus stack or two i think yeah yeah, yeah. Right. anything's great for insta you can pretty much just take like you said get away with one shot yeah but, um if you yeah, if you, if you want to print the, yeah yeah you you know it definitely shows when you print it oh, ab- ab- absolutely yeah and if you if you are i mean aside from putting stuff on the wall i've I, I try and do. Um, I mean, every, every trip away, I do a do a book. Um, yeah, nice. You know, but uh, I, I try to do sort of a, a book of a, a, a best of book, if you like, each year. And yep. you know, part yeah. of that is just being able to look back. A, a see them in print, but you know, just being able to look back and see. You know, back in 2013-14, this is what it looked like, and now in you know, 2021, it's it's a very different book. (laughs) I mean, I think it's it's great to look at a photo on on a screen and whatnot, but nothing beats print at the end of the day. You know, to see it printed on a wall or just just in a photo that you can hold in your hand or put in a book or whatever. totally. There's nothing that beats that. It's it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to see your work on a wall. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So you got. Uh, I know you got involved in the uh, the eye gap uh, gallery yep. there for a little while. T- tell us a bit about that and how you how you got involved, mate. Uh, I just got a message from Tom, um, yep. one of the owners of eye gap, uh, one day and asked me if I'd be interested in showing my work on a wall and uh, he wanted to have a chat and. Yeah, he rang me that afternoon and we had uh, probably about a 30, 40 minute chat just about photography and stuff in general and some of the things we've done. And yep. um, Tom's actually been to Iraq as well and, and done a lot of photography there. So we had quite a bit to chat about. Um, so, you know, he just hit me up and I just thought it'd be good, you know. And um, I think the first one I put uh, four prints in. Yeah, cool. And uh, did all right. I got pipped at the post by Patrick Tangy. Okay. His uh, helicopter shot of Vare's uh, um, Rock, and I had one of Lador uh, Falls with the red rock at the bottom. So yeah. he pipped me at the post and beat me for the win. But, um, <laughs> mate, it was, a, it was a good experience. It was just um, a fine eye gap. It's great to just get there and put names to faces. Um, yeah. They've done really well in gathering a lot of interest and getting people there. And, uh, you know, half the time, you know, I have a quick browse of the photos and stuff, and I, and I appreciate what everyone's done. But it's great just to meet the people. And, yeah, and no, I know. Which mean. is unusual for me because I steer clear of people most times. But, um, no, I, I think it's great, mate. And I've met some great people there, and I've actually been in course and, um, you know, I talk to Carmel all the time online. Yep. You know, it was great to meet her there and, you know, and just have that proper conversation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah, it's I, hard, I it's hard to do that on social media, that, isn't it? No, you know, you can have a chat, but, you know, who wants to text all day? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can text for 40 minutes and get out one sentence where you can have a chat for five minutes. You know, it's, um, yeah. So, mate, it was really good. And, uh, yeah, I'll stick with IGAP. I've done uh, four exhibitions with them now. Yep. Um, 
lucky enough to come away with a couple of wins. The last one, I, you know, I did the uh, the one with the model and all to do with um, PTSD. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was really good, mate, because it got, you know, it gets people talking. It was all about starting a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, about PTSD and, and mental health, which is, you know, quite a big thing these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, there's, there's another avenue for photography, mate, is just to get a message across, um, you know, however you want to convey yeah. it, I guess. Um, I was just lucky enough to uh, to be able to do it with you know a great friend of mine who's happened to be a model. So yeah, no, that's great. So um, you've uh, been uh, with a, another group, the Continent Six on Instagram. So tell yeah. us tell us about bit about um, that. What, what's that about, mate? I guess like anything, you just want to give back. Yep. You know, so we sort of started the page. Probably we all sort of got a bit busy now, I guess. We probably yeah. should pick it up again. So we sort of let it go a bit. Rosie uh, from Rosie Photos, stay yep. strong. She keeps posting. The rest of us have been pretty slack, I must say. But, um, man, I just think it's nice to give back uh, and photos, you know. Um so it's just about resharing other other people's work that catches your yeah, eye. Yeah, mate. It was no, no, yeah. It was nothing, nothing to do with you know me or anything like that. It's just nice to reshare photos and and try and show the best of Australia. And there's plenty of those pages. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a lot sort of, of them out there. Spin on it. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, mate. That's all it was. It was it's no big thing. And uh, you know, if we can get someone out there and and spread their name and, you know, and get them some more followers and show that they work. And yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. It's all about sharing, I think. No, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I started this thing was to sort of, you know, get some people, A, a that I knew, but also some, you know, people that I don't know and, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get people that have uh, inspired me and my photography yeah. a, a little bit, you know, and try and talk to them about what, what's going on in their world, you know. Um, part of it is, you know, I'm, I'm bored because there's nothing to do. I can't go out. So. <laughs> Mate, um, but it's a good thing, you know, and I think uh, there's some great stories out there of how, oh, absolutely. how people yeah. involved in photography and... Um, and I don't want it yeah. again. I don't want it to be about me and and what I'm yeah, saying. I, 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 I want to listen to you guys, you know, cause it's, yeah, because yeah, and it's good. Like I, I listened, um, I listened to the first podcast. Uh, I listened to the second one again today on the way home. So yep, brilliant. Um, mate, yeah, I, I think it's good. I, I find it quite interesting to listen to other people's stories and you know see what they're shooting, see what they're. Um, what their interests are and, yeah. and you know, sort of what I got into it. Um, yeah. you know, there's that whole mirrorless and uh, DSLR debate at the moment. You know, where do you go? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm still I, I'm still DSLR, but I I don't know. It, I I think mirrorless is is the future, but I'm I just haven't finished. Uh, I haven't paid off the investment. I don't think of. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's that. That's my thing. I'm trying to justify yeah. the price, but um, yeah, I get quite jealous every time I see Matt Barry take yeah. his uh, take his Olympus and just wash it under a tap. It's, uh, it's really starting <laughs> to get to me because <laughs> I've got to come home and scrub the shit out of the cannon and, and get all yeah. the salt and off it. 
Matt just stands yeah. there under a shower. Yeah. So I had a chat with him about it the other day. Yeah. Uh, about his mirrorless Olympus. So um, who knows? I could swap back yet. <laughs> He's got me thinking. Uh, no, it's a, it, 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 seeing him do that, it, it's got me thinking as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to be talking to him uh, uh, in, a, in a little while as well in another episode, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, so uh, I, might, uh, I might hit him up about it and, and, and get the... Uh, yeah, mate. And get Just the Olympus get ad. Bad <laughs> <laughs> enough of him. Uh, so who, who else... Sorry, who else? Go on. Who else inspires me? Um, I won't say. I guess I won't say inspires, but I admire. I admire a lot of photographers, um, and there's some. And it's not just. I don't think it's all about how good you are with the camera either. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's people I just admire because they're just out there constantly. Um, you know, like Matt Barry's a great photographer. <coughs> Benny Stone. Um, Chunny's another one. Like Chunny's yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, he, he's he's got some he's amazing. Now, all these blokes take you know super duper photos, and uh, you know they and when you see them out on site and you're taking photos, they're actually good to hang around with and have a laugh. Yeah, you know, whether you're yeah. sitting waiting for a storm to come in that never eventuates, which is usually me. <laughs> um, you know, all that stuff's good fun. So, um. Yeah, I admire people that just get out there, mate, and make a crack of it and aren't afraid to try. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Vanessa, Vanessa from Sabi Village, she's she's a prime example, mate. She wanted to, she was all set to go to Africa before COVID. Yeah. She, she just wanted to learn how to shoot animals. Um, yep. She was off to Africa. And I said, look, I'll teach you how to shoot landscape. If you can shoot long exposure, you can shoot anything because once you know, you know, once you know how to manipulate the camera, you're good to yeah. go. And they like she's come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah, no, I I, I really like uh, where her, her work's going. Yeah, mate, she does some great stuff, and yeah. you know, and she doesn't even drive, mate. She gets on bloody buses and trains. Oh, you're and joking? Goes, wow. Yeah, goes off to places like she gets up earlier than me. Crazy. And uh, another one um, she would have popped up in the last few months is Deb Kawada from uh, the Massenden yeah. Ranges to Who Adventure. Yeah, I first saw her photos of just her and her little bloke out in out in the fields. I thought they're amazing, you know, these amazing self portraits. Yeah, and now she's just ripping out these, you know, beautiful foggy shots and bloody, you know, these amazing sunrises and and cloud formations they get down. I need to go for a drive. I think. It's, um, yeah, definitely. Pretty yeah. awesome down there. Yeah, so nice. that's another good way of seeing other places too. I guess with. With all these people, but you know, there's others as well, like Carmel. Carmel Montgomery's a great photographer, mate. Yeah, and, she uh, she's out there every day taking taking photos, and yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, some some of her yeah. stuff is just amazing as well. Yeah, totally. Super portraits, you know, like she's great yeah. at capturing these super candid photos. You know, and yeah. gets caught all the time, and it makes it that just that bit better. You know, when she gets caught and they yeah. they're having a laugh or something. You know, I think. Um, yeah, she takes some amazing photos. Uh, Henry, you know, from HRM. Yeah, HRM, yeah. Um, he takes some amazing photos, mate. Yeah, cool. Uh, Simon, as you know, Simon is a whiz on the drone with his yeah. drone photography. And 
Nice. Yeah, I was talking talking to him the other day actually on on the podcast. So uh, again, yeah. he'll be he'll be one of the ones uh, coming up, um, yeah, popping up in the future. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, mate, and there's plenty more. You know, like uh, every time I jump on there, there's someone new to look at and uh, and someone new to follow. And uh, mate, I just enjoy, you know, like, like all of us, we go down that Instagram rabbit hole and you just find yourself looking at photo after photo after photo. Doom <laughs> you scrolling. Know it, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of hours gone past and uh, yeah. you've liked 200, 300 photos. And, and so, so you thought you'd double your work and join Twitter. Yeah, well, it's just the way Instagram was. <coughs> excuse me, it's just the way Instagram was going. I think with the yeah. um, this whole TikTok their whole thing, moving towards yeah. the TikTok sort of thing, and um, may not know how long Twitter will last. It's annoying me already, to be honest. Yeah, probably just um, depends on who you follow. Yeah, probably because of that. I just yeah, and I probably just don't take the time to work it out, or yeah, I just sort yeah. of. I, I, I've, been, I've been on there for about 10 years and probably the first five oh, okay. or six years, I I didn't tweet anything. I was just looking at news and, you know, news and politics and all that sort of thing, you know. And to be honest, it used to make me angry. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then oh. probably, probably about three years ago-ish, um, found, found a, a bunch of photographers on there um, and they're mostly young kids over in uh, oh, kids. I call them, you know. For for me, my kids are all adults, so you know. One two, mate. Don't about that. Yeah. So um, you know, they're kids to me, but uh, they're 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 out there shooting film, and you know, they 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 um, you know, there's a, a small group of them uh, that that I've got chatting to uh over in the us and uh one one, one of them is going to be on the podcast too uh in in an upcoming episode yeah, great. and uh you know they're just doing doing some amazing stuff i think and yeah. you know mostly on film right and and then and then digitizing it and sharing it on twitter you know so yeah. i found found yeah. a couple of photography groups there and just kept sort of expanding the photography uh sort of uh, sphere and that's just drowned out all of the all of the politics and all the all, all the cranky stuff that used to make me angry. So oh, yeah, mate, I, I probably need to do more of that. I um get super frustrated with people's stupidity. Uh, oh, yeah, and, um, just, I just got to learn to bite my tongue. I think. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. But um, going back to to uh, film photography stuff, there's a guy on. He's a former military guy. He's actually my first corporal. Yep. in the army, Paul Wheeler. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, mate. He shoots. He shoots with all sorts of cameras, mostly film. Mate, he um, he develops in coffee and and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and comes up with these um, you know really cool images. So he's definitely one to look out for. Paul Wheeler photography. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm following Paul. Yeah, and anyone out there, if yeah, you're so, not following him, get onto him. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. He just um, yeah, you can shoot with anything. You, know, you can give him a, uh, a pinhole camera and he'll yeah. you'll go to town with it. So he's yeah, I've seen, seen some people doing uh, 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 bike. He's actually built himself a wooden pinhole camera. Um, oh yeah. So he's basically got a single block of wood, and he's chopped a chopped a piece off the top and then routed around that so that it fits, gives you a, a light tight fit. 
and then he's put in, yeah. you know, put into drill holes at either end for the film rolls and everything. And this little yeah. pin hole in the front, and uh, yeah, it's just just oh, astounding. Yeah. And he's he's even amazing. got a little uh, a little uh, screw mount for the the tripod and everything. So. <laughs> yeah, some fluey people out there, mate. I'm yeah. one of them uh, that far, but um, I, I was never that good at woodwork at school. So <laughs> <laughs> no, me either, mate. I was uh, I was a tech drawer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was more into I was more into art and tech drawing than. Uh, than, than the woodwork and metalwork myself. Yeah. So what, what do you do to keep motivated? Do you, you know, do you, do you ever get in a rut or do you don't, you just ignore the ruts and keep going? Um, no, I think everyone gets into ruts, mate. We have times where you don't go out and take photos, but I think it's more you sort of run out of time. Yep. And then when you run out of time and you're not going out and taking photos, you just fall into a routine of not taking photos. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a rut. Um, I just fall into that road, that routine of not going out. So but it only takes one good shoot to get a couple of good photos and then you're excited about Yeah, it gets the juices flowing again. You know, yeah. That's right. Or, you know, you get a new bit of kit, you buy a new filter or a new lens or yep. you know, something like Vivid will pop up uh, or... You know, someone posts big swell coming in. Next thing you're out, you know. Yeah, that's everyone it. goes from landscape to surf photographer. <laughs> that's it. So, <laughs> it's good and it's it's challenging. You know, it's um, yeah. I love getting down there and and photographing surfers. It's a totally oh, I'm 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 exactly the same. Yeah, it's totally that's different, it. mate. To see the power of the ocean and uh, and just seeing blokes get cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, the the the. the Gary uh, Graham, the guy that I was talking to on the episode that uh, yeah, yeah, that's one I listened to. Released up, episode two, um, he took me out to Eastern Creek because he's he managed to get us a pit pass and everything with uh, uh, Audi Racing, which is uh, where, where he's doing a lot of work at the moment. And it is, yeah. it's, I mean, just the speed of everything is just completely different. You know, you're rattling off a lot more images uh, than yeah, I'm used to. I doing it at high speed and you know you're letting the, the the iso auto and everything else is sort of you know yeah. just focused on getting that focus point so that you you're getting a nice sharp yeah. clean shot of the, the the cars with with enough spin on the wheel so it's it's a real yeah, balancing that's right. Right. a bit of movement yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um definitely not an easy subject to shoot no, nah, but to totally different to uh, to to shooting landscapes, obviously, because uh, yeah. So, and that, it's one of the reasons why I do landscapes. You can take your time. You can, you know, as you know, lo long as you long as you set up early enough, as you say, you know, you got to be there, yeah, uh, right. you know, well, well before uh, sun up if you're going to do sunrise, and you know, yeah. an hour or so before sunset before you do sunset, so you can get everything ready to go. But once you're ready to go, you just take your time and relax and enjoy the process yeah and you get time to watch it i think if with things like that you're more behind the camera just concentrating you don't actually see what you're doing yeah so much yeah. makes sense yeah and that, that back was and watch your sunrise and with, with the racing that that was for me one of the things that um i i noticed a bit was you I mean, you, you you kind of had an idea about you know what was going on with the racing, but you weren't 
really able to sort of sit back and just enjoy it for what it was. Yeah. You were yeah, concentrating yeah. on, you know, how, how yeah. do I how do I line this shot up? How do I get everything in frame? Yeah. How do I get it in focus, et cetera, et cetera, you know? So, yeah, very, very different. Yeah. So what, what's uh, Matt Cameron doing when he's not out shooting? Working. <laughs> so where it is. Work and shoot, mate. Work and shoot. Ah, uh, yeah, I just work, mate. If I'm not working. I'm sort of chilling out, trying to get workouts in. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm. I still train. I still got a lot to do with the training of soldiers. So um, that's pretty much what I do, mate. Uh, yeah, cool. Chill out, man. Chill out. Bit of Netflix. A lot of photo. You know, if I get bored, I just open up the computer and and start creating, whether it's a photo that I've worked on before or yeah. I'm even I love getting a couple of photos together and just, you know, making a composite. I think yep. uh, the first time COVID broke out, so we probably missed that this time, but, you know, um, Michael Brinkat did this amazing composite yep. image of, uh, you know, sort of this floating uh, piece of land, you know, with a, like a snow globe over the top, and I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get into that, so I started creating. I think Matt Finn came up with a couple as well. Yeah, um, you know, so it was good. Yeah, I've been, I've been yeah, playing around I've with a few them, composites recently. I've, uh, I've I just posted one last night actually, which was uh, a, a nice tight zoomed in shot from uh, uh, Taronga Zoo Wharf of the Opera House and Barangaroo and then oh, whacked, yeah. a, whack, whacked a whacked a spiral uh sort of star trail behind it. So yeah, nice. <laughs> Just, hey, uh, why not? Be, uh, a because I can, B because nothing better to do, and I can't get out and shoot other shots, you know. So I might as well it, crack so you keeps you out of trouble. Got. That's it. <laughs> Catch me out of the wife there. That's right, mate. Yeah, happy wife, happy life, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I've I've got one more question for you, and uh, it's yeah. it's probably the most important: pineapple on pizza. No way, <laughs> never, mate. No so you're pineapple, a, you're a no, no bloody anchovies. When I'm a straight up uh, pepperoni pizza. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's oh, that's the one I roll. I haven't been keeping count. I should I should probably keep count. I'll have to, have to go back through and see how people. I mean, these are, are people these are life changing life changing answers. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm, I'm straight pepperoni pizza kind of guy. I don't, uh, I'm no fuss, thin and crispy as well. Uh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, thanks so much for talking to me, Matt. I've really enjoyed catching up with you. And, uh, you know, it's been fantastic to hear about what you've been up to. And um, where can people find your work? Uh, mate, just on Instagram at uh, 006.pix, P-I-X. I'm on Twitter under the same. If you want to be bothered with it, I'm probably not as bothered as you are. And, uh, mate, you can find me on Facebook as well or just hanging around uh, the seedy streets of Sydney when uh, when I'm up, yeah. we're not in lockdown. Oh, well, thank, thanks very much, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and uh, I, I hope everything goes well for you. Uh, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for the chat. No worries. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined with some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast 
on grantswinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I'm Grant Swinburne and I hope to see you out shooting soon. Mm -hmm.